Welcome to the HU Piratship Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com. We'll be talking about the Pirates. It's year seven, episode number 57. I'm your host, Big Greek, along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. Is football really back, man? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say it's back. You know, I would just say that it's on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, on its way. <laughs> we can see it, <laughs> like the Pirate Ship coming in. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's been a while. On this episode, we will reintroduce ourselves. It's been a while, so we just want to uh, just remind folks about us and you know how related to the school. Um, discuss you know 2021 real quick and the, our COVID break. Uh, MIAC updates. A lot's happened in the MIAC. Um, just put a bow on that. Uh, the Hampton 2021 schedule uh, overview on some of the standout players. And then also we'll talk about A&T just because they're part of the Big South, too. And they, um, you know, a lot of interest there. So we'll talk about A&T and the 2021 schedule and their players too. Um, go through some Big South predictions and then just a couple of HU sports updates. So got a lot going on. We're happy to be back. It's been a, a, a long break. So Hampton Knight and myself, Hampton Knight, man. So tell, tell folks about yourself and, you know, your, your relationship to Hampton and anything else you want folks to know. All right, guys. Well, quintessence four, you know, just, um, you know, just uh, a person who loves the university. Um, we've been doing this for seven years. And for everyone who knows us, you know, we have been uh, very much into, you know, the experience at uh, the Home by the Sea. And um, just uh, I know it's been about two years now. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I will just say is that um, we've been big supporters of all the programs and uh, we're just, I mean, I'm just excited to, you know, get back into this, you know, you know, see what we got going on. So that's it. Yep. No doubt. Yep. For myself, I graduated in 2000, like Hampton, I says, we just big, I'm also a big uh, Hampton sports fan, big sports fan in general. Um, We've just always stayed in touch with the school and the sports. So, you know, I, I volunteer with the local alumni association, uh, the North Carolina region, the Triangle region here. So I'm, I'm in touch with the school. So and and so we just like to talk about Hampton sports. So, um, yeah, we just do this podcast every now and then. So now that school is back in session, looks like we're going to have some sports. We're going to get back on a, a regular schedule um, with the podcast as, you know, as everything allows. So, um uh yeah so that's it so yeah let's talk about 2021 and uh COVID real quick so of course we lost 2020 sports um for the most part um Hampton is mandate mandating vaccines for you know folks coming back to campus and people associated with the school so I think that's cool um I think the the season is going to be 
interesting with the Delta and the variants that are coming. So, you know, it's likely we're going to have some breakouts here and there. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the season. And I'm just interested to see if and how we'll complete the season because um, Big South, like other conferences, are, you know, if you have any kind of breakouts or anything, you're going to have to forfeit the game. Um, there's no makeup, so you will forfeit if you're if your team's COVID issues or any other issues cause uh, the team to lose. So I'm not sure how the other big South schools are handling vaccinations or how if they're required because some of these schools are in the deep, deep South and the South has been kind of interesting. I live in the South, so I'm seeing that how it's been real interesting <laughs> handling this thing or not handling it. So, was that a dig? Was that a dig? <laughs> I'm just saying, man, masks are still optional. <laughs> People are doing some very interesting things instead of following the science. So we don't know where it's going to lead. Uh, a slight dig. I tried. I tried it. I love my Southerners. Um, I am one now. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What, what are your thoughts on COVID, man, and how we're going to go forward with the season? Well, you know what? I'm just, I think that HU is pretty much, I would say, to the point where they are ahead of the game, where they're actually mandating vaccines. And the reason why is because now you can kind of control. You can't control science, but you can at least have and some sort of ability to control certain aspects of the actual uh, virus, uh, you know, attacking, you know, uh, certain areas. And so I think that helps and it probably will help us over some of these programs that uh, where there maybe have a, I would say not a stringent um, uh, protocol when it comes to the vaccine, that will definitely help us. Um, as far as the Delta and ensuing variants, I will say that it is, uh, it is it is out there. We both know people who have caught in COVID. My mother caught it, you know, and it's nothing to play with. So wherever you fall in on the spectrum of it, then you know, I would say educate yourself about it. My sister is a surgeon. I have other uh, friends who are doctors, and I actually have a friend who actually wrote some of the code to the actual uh, vaccine. So. I mean, wherever you fall on it, um, it is your choice. But I was to say it like this: the the uh, the virus is real and it's really real. And will we complete the season? I would say that Hampton uh, is positioned itself to complete the season because we are uh, we um, have a vaccinated uh, uh, team. So yes. Yeah, no doubt. That's good. I mean, that's cool to have all those folks connected too. Yeah, I've been close to some doctors and uh, actually living in a triangle here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I do all the research here for a lot of the, the clinical trials. So I know some folks that have been really close to it. Um, they got their kids involved in the clinical trials. So, I mean, I just hope we can all, we're all making good decisions here and we can have a season and everyone can stay healthy. So uh, we shall see, but at least Hampton is, is on the right path with the, how it's handling the situation. So, but uh, let's all hop on to fun things, man. MIAC updates. So half the night, man, lots going on with the MIAC. It's changed like overnight. Uh, FAMU is out. They're headed to the SWAC. Bethune-Cookman is out. They're headed to the SWAC. Dennis Thomas retired. What's going on, man? What what, what are your thoughts about the, the MIAC, man? Well, we as I look on this schedule, it says, I mean, I mean on the show schedule, it says FAMU out, BCU out, Dennis Thomas retired. That cannot be third. 
Dennis Thomas retiring <laughs> has to be number one. And the reason why I say this is because if you go on, I would say, Miak, oh God, Miak's uh, fan zone or the uh, Oneidan or the SWAC fan page, it was always about Dennis Thomas, Dennis Thomas, Dennis Thomas. And if you think about it for us, uh, some, um, I think the luster eroded when uh, we both saw FAMU and BCU bolt for the swag. And I remembered watching HBCU game day. And, and then I saw um, the teleconference of uh, Dr. Thomas uh, talking about the exit. And he was sitting in that boardroom uh, with a beard. By himself. By himself. And, you know, normally he's always polished. And you're just sitting here like, oh, man, this don't look good. You know, like he'd been sitting in that boardroom drinking. You know, he probably, he probably not, man, cussed some folks out. And it's just, you know, it, you saw behind the mirror and you're just saying, oh, this don't look good. And this is my thing. And let me explain it to you this way for, uh, for all the Dr. Thomas haters. Um, Dr. Thomas was the athletic director here at Hampton for a while, for a long time. Him and Dr. Harvey are, you know, they're partners in crime. And if you think about it, Dr. Harvey, we had Dr. Harvey at the top. Then we had Dennis Thomas. Then we had Joe Taylor. And then and in those three, that was the nexus. And then you had, out of that, you had Steve Murfield, Pat Bibbs. You had Nielsen Screen. Then you had Tiny Laster. That made up an empire. And yeah. if you think about that whole time where all of uh, when we had all of these, I would say, very, very um, strong personalities and just very, uh, I would say, good coaches. And we won so many championships during that era. You know, Joe Taylor had his uh, his five uh, championships. Then, you know, Murfield had his two. Then um, Pat Bibbs, oh, Lord, she had four plus a multiple tourney appearances, same with Murfield. And then we're not even talking about what happened over there at track and softball and tennis. You know, all of this was the, they were the power team. And if you think about it, Dr. Harvey was a visionary. Um, Dr. Dennis Thomas was the architect. You know, he put all the pieces together. And then Joe, Ta uh, Joe Taylor was executioner. And just those three alone, that was almost like death row. And when it was at its uh, heyday, you know, <laughs> Dr. Harvey was Shook Knight of the Miat. And Dennis Thomas was, you know, he was his boy. He was his henchman. And then Joe Taylor was the, he was the shooter. <laughs> you know, wasn't nobody messing with him. The only, you think about it, the only, only person that only team during that time that, you know, kind of gave us static was FAMU during the Joe Taylor era, FAMU and at one point A&T. And, you know, and then we, we, we ran. And then if you talk about Pat Bibbs, oh, Lord, have mercy. It's that, uh, and we, I look, we at Hampton always have a different idea for um, how we perceive Dr. Thomas because he was such a, a pivotal figure for us. So then, as you think about it now, when the previous uh, MEAC commissioner, I forgot his name, he left the MEAC to go to Dartmouth, I think, to be their AD. Then to come to find out he was lying on their resume, and they 
tossed him out of apartment. So oh, no. Yeah. So Thomas, you know, got that spot. And if you think about it, I could just see Dr. Harvey out there like, hey, what's going out there? We expand our footprint a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm still the boss, but you are out there in the MIAC, you know, you look out for us, you know. You know, and you, you think about it, partners in crime. And so it always was like, you know, Dr. Thomas never did nothing to Hampton, you know, because we got around, got away with it because Dr. Harvey was, you know, he used a man. They had a relationship. But, they were friends. And it, yep. And they were frat brothers. Not, not frat brothers, but they're in the same fraternity. So it's, it ran deep. But right when I would say, I think Dr. Thomas got tired of living outside of the shadow. And then, you know, you know, when you get like that, you know, when you get out of that shadow, you know, you kind of want to assert what you want to do. And so that's when I think when Harvey, you know, thought he could just get out of me after not paying the dime. <laughs> and you know what? Dr. Thomas was like, no, nah, bro. Like, listen, man, I, we've been going back for years, but I'm not going to take no more of you. You know what? And, you know, he pulled he pulled a uh, he pulled a real G move on Dr. Harvey. And it was so bad. Remember, the whole national media got into it. So you know, Dr. Harvey was like, you think you could do this to me? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this that whole thing was just like, like we thought we was boys, but hey, but uh, so it looks like as both of their careers are winding down, you know, it's just like we look at it differently. Now, as far as uh, FAMU and BM, Bethune Cookman, you know, it's the interesting thing about it. It's like everyone says, okay, yeah, FAMU is more of a swag school. Bethune is more of a swag school. You know, it's like I look at the FAMU alumni. In football, yes, they are a SWAC program. And, but in every other sport, they're a MEAC program. You know, same way with Bethune Cookman. You know, it's just football only. Yeah, yeah, they kind of have a swag vibe to us. But, you know, their fans are more geared towards the MEAC. And I think that the point where the MEAC wasn't able to fix the idea of making FAMU and Bethune-Cookman, you know, a real part of the conference, you know, if they could have figured out a way, maybe had a Northern division and a Southern division to make travel equitable, then I think that would have helped because, yeah, you know, you have great matchups in the swag. I know they love it, but at the same time, it feels to me that, you know, if, I mean, yeah, FAMU going to Delaware State, that's, uh, I mean, that's, ugh. But fam, you going to Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know, that's the same thing, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I think people like try to like to discount all oh, the swag is a better fit. But if you think about it, fam you and fam you Tennessee State, you know, that's even though that's out of conference, it's still the same. Fam you South Carolina State is big, fam you AT is big. When fam you plays any of the North Carolina schools, it's big. And when FAMU plays, of course, Bethune-Cookman is big. So you could have kept that little nexus right there and considered that a Southern division, and the fans still would have been on board with that. And this is what I felt that, you know, it's like we didn't, well, let's just say we, they, Dr. Thomas didn't present to them because it kind of feels like the Big 12, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and I just think Bethune-Cookman, honestly, you know, they were just like the, well, fam, you going, we going, you know, right. you know, but they'll come, ain't going to be out there, 
you know, just sitting there like, man, we're just only one out here, man. Nah, they're going to go to the SWAC too. And I mean, and I have uh, family members who both went to both FAMU and Bethune. And, you know, there is mixed for them. You know, they like the SWAC, but a lot of them, you know, think about, you know, the auxiliary sports as well. You know, like, oh, yeah, I would love to see Jackson State come. But at the same time, though, I do like playing a I do like uh, going to North Carolina. I love, I love going to Savannah, you know, because to them, those are destination places to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like the MEAC, uh, I think the MEAC, and plus there's a lot of apathy in the MEAC, honestly. You know, it's like, I think the more south you go, the more uh, really the HBCU-ish it gets, you know. Meaning after Virginia, once you get from North Carolina on down, that's when the real flavor of flavor comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like Morgan, uh, uh, Morgan, Hampton, Howard, you know, they don't really have that. Uh, I mean, they have a different flavor from what you see in the swag. And I just think that it just had that type of uh, level of just the level of fandom just does not reach once it goes above North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, I see that yeah. here. I mean, it's it's different. It's a different. I yeah. think it's history involved and and, mm-hmm. and proximity and things. Yeah. But yeah. it's a totally different flavor down here. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When when we used to play, um, when Hampton used to play at the Meadowlands, you know, or um, if we'll play like a swag school or maybe a more of a southern. I mean, it doesn't have to be a swag school. A more southern HBCU where it was in the Meadowlands you would see so many people from the tri-state area come to these games and they're just like, you know, they just want to see the culture, you know what I'm saying? And I feel that, you know, it's like the Northern schools, the Northern HBCUs haven't de- ha- don't have a clearly defined HBCU culture, whereas the Southern schools do. And I mean, I'm just talking about in the terms of football, batting and basketball, that's where Northern HBCUs shine more. You know, you see, you routinely see Morgan and Hampton and, and increasingly A&T and Central. You know, these are, I would say, basketball hotbed programs. And uh, that's where, you know, they, that's where their footprint, you know, comes out more. So, you know, it's interesting, though. But um, that's all I can say about the MEAC. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I think, um, you, you, I think the FAMU and Bethune thing is interesting. Like, I, I, I could see – it makes sense why they would go to the South. I I don't think the travel is a good enough reason. Cause like you said, I mean, the, the South is wide. I mean, I guess fam, you would have to, you know, come up to Delaware every now and then a couple times a year, but now they got to go to Texas. They got to, and those are some long bus rides. If they, if they not fly very far. Yeah, yeah, per- yeah. And people don't know, do you know what Prairie View is? Do you know where, like Texas Southern is in Houston, <laughs> you know, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Alcorn and Jackson are far too. You know, that's not, yeah. I mean, that's far. Sometimes that's a little bit farther than going to like the Carolinas. So it's a bit yeah. They got to go to Itabina, oh, Mississippi. Oh, oh, <laughs> it, it, Itabina. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it was so much as traveling for them. It was, this was all football. So and and the money associated with that, so they, there's, there's I mean the, the SWAC fans are going to travel, FAMU is going to get full, 
Like no one's going to see Delaware State at FAMU. Like no one cares about no, that. Not even Delaware nobody, State's doing that. I'm, yeah, and you know what? In the same way with Mississippi Valley, they don't care about that. You know, or I mean, but Pine Bluff is good now. But before when Pine, uh, Pine Bluff wasn't good, wasn't nobody going to see that. Yeah. And te- look at Texas Southern. I don't care if they have a good stadium. You know, the programs, uh, you know, they're rebuilding. And they've been rebuilding for forever. And nobody's, nobody's going to see that. So, I mean, so FAMU, is, FAMU has to count on, uh, of course, Southern, Jackson State, Grambling, and just those four, you know. I'm going to discount A&M and, and, and State because, to me, they still feel like uh, SIAC schools, honestly. Yeah, and, you know, and FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, I mean, those are some smart folks. So they ran the numbers, you know. So oh, even, hold on, if, hold on. even if it's Bethune, Bethune was smart. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever they did over there, oh, this is my heart goes out to that program. Yeah, they got some drama oh, going on there. Oh, them, them, go ahead. Yeah, they, they, there's some stuff going on there, man. That don't make sense. But what's the? They hired that basketball guy, right? The uh, oh, uh, uh, Reggie Theus. Yeah, Reggie he's, Theus. He, he's the eight up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an AD and a basketball coach. First of all, Lynn Thompson. Honestly, uh, first of all, he was a staple of the MIAC, and I don't know what. Um, type of business BC was in right now. But you if you wanted to go fine, but you brought in a coach who had a losing record at a losing program, who had no, no, I would say success anywhere outside of his professional career in basketball. And you mean to tell me you brought him as your AD and your coach? Oh yeah. I mean if 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 they are having other problems that we don't know about, I get it. You know, do what you do, figure it out. And I have, I mean, I have four aunts that went there and I got two cousins that just graduated from there. So, you know, that's stuff to work out. And I just, you know, I just, I feel for them. But I remember I was there for that graduation, that Betsy DeVos graduation. And the former president had the nerve to get on stage and be like, if you don't shut up, we gonna mail your diploma. (laughs) Hey, yo, he said diploma. No, it's a degree. <laughs> well, maybe it is a diploma. Now. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, no, it's like what, uh, it's like what uh, Ice Cube says. You know, always want to show out in front of folks. <laughs> you know, that's why they, that's why he's, that's why they tossed him out of the school. All right, we done. Well, Let's move on. Yeah. So quick. <laughs> so while we we can put a bow on this, yeah. Um, yeah. Just the 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 voting or for the football predictions. So let's mm-hmm. real quick. So they predict South Carolina state's going to finish first, Norfolk mm-hmm. state second, central third, Delaware state fifth, Morgan, no, Delaware state fourth, Morgan state fifth and Howard last at six. So that seems pretty fair to me, man. I, I think Norfolk state might have something to say there. I, I, I kind of like what they're doing, but yeah, it seems pretty chalk to me. Any, mm-hmm. any ideas there? No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that Norfolk State has one edge over South Carolina State. They have a good quarterback with Jawan Pootie Carter. You know, and we playing him this year. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, Lord have mercy. That kid can ball, yeah. you know. And they got a they got a really good coach with uh, Coach Odoms, you know. And it's like, that's the last coach we want to see, man. <laughs> Yo, he, he's, he's going to win at Norfolk State. 
I don't know if they're gonna beat South Carolina State every right. year, but he's gonna win. He's gonna he's win. win. You know, because he was he's he was a proven winner in the swag. And we're sitting here like, oh Lord. I mean, why couldn't he go to God daggone um Morgan or something or on some other HBCU? Nobody but Norfolk because they're gonna figure it out. I wish yeah. they could have kept Latrell. I wish Latrell would stay there a few more years. <laughs> I mean, even though he's a Hamptonian, you know, it's just like, oh, so I do agree that Norfolk State's going to definitely push South Carolina State. I also feel that Delaware State is going to uh, be better. And the reason why, because Rod Milstead, you know, he really, he is that program. You know, he he's the type of coach that loves, I mean, he's from Delaware State, so, you know, he, ble- he bleeds red, blue, and white, whatever the ugly colors are, you know, <laughs> so... I think they're probably going to be pushing up going towards like, you know, that, that third and second spot. Uh, Morgan, you know, definitely has good. Uh, I think uh, Wheatley is definitely recruited. Well, we don't know what's going to come out of Howard. You know, they did resign some good three-star uh, recruits, but you never know what Howard, you know, I'm just hoping they suck when we play them. Now, Howard, I mean, just, we always got a little flavor for Howard. Like I was listening yeah. to their coach. Yeah. And they're going to be bad this year so yeah. hopefully uh we're better than them we should be yes Gotta yes be when we play yes. but they, they're rebuilding yes. again i mean they need they got some things coming in place they got yeah. setting the foundation yeah. but I mean, this is a rebuild this is a total rebuild there um so Ooh, hopefully we I'm catch cool. him at the right time <laughs> cool with that <laughs> so miak man me and, and miak you know they should think about basketball like that's where miak is gonna like you mentioned earlier. That's where they're gonna make their their imprint with Central yeah. Norfolk State yeah. Morgan. I mean, they can do yeah. some work in back and Howard. I mean, they attract yeah. the maker. It didn't work out well, but nah. um, they can make they can make a name in basketball. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So Miak updates on to the Big South and Hampton. So Hampton is predicted to finish seventh in the Big South this year. Seventh out of eight teams. Uh, no, actually nine teams now because North Alabama is going to be eligible for at least their conference games are going to count. So, but as of when the votes came out, Hampton's uh, scheduled or predicted to finish seventh. Uh, first, uh, Miak uh, Monmouth is predicted to win uh, the Big South, followed by Kennesaw State, uh, A&T, North Carolina A&T third, Charleston Southern fourth, Campbell fifth. I think Campbell might be a little bit better this year. We'll see. They got really good quarterback. Um, Gardner-Webb at 6th, Hampton at 7th, and Robert Morris at 8th place for the Big South. Um, as far as, like, Hampton players, Jadakiss Bonds, he was voted to first team all Big South. Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, he's a really talented wide receiver for Hampton. And we can go through the schedule, man, but what do you think about those? And we, and, and once we get some more information about the rosters and – and players and things and depth charts. We don't know much. Nobody really knows anything about the team outside of the team. But once we get some more information, upcoming weeks, we'll do a deeper dive into the roster. But um, just at a high level, um, that's as we know as much as everyone else. So, but after tonight, any trouble, problems, issues with the rankings there? Well, no, honestly, I mean, I think the rankings are pretty much spot on. We don't know what we have, you know, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, we did out of all the programs we did face last year, uh, we were we took I think Charleston Southern to overtime, 
we played Campbell pretty close and they pulled away late. And I think Gardner Webb, we played them close too. So, I mean, if we have a good program this year, we can probably challenge those three programs more. Um, I do think Monmouth and Kennesaw, you know, just on a different level from us. And I don't know what to say more about A&T right now. I mean, but yeah, they're, they are, you know, the program to be in the uh, HBCU, uh, HBCU um, universe. You know, they have some, they got some dogs. So yeah, those three, I would say should be at the top. And I would say from four through seven, you know, that's kind of like musical chairs. Robert Morris, you know, I, I'm just like, I don't you know, I'm, I'm Robert Morris, North Alabama. I'm not really counting much. I mean, but hey, we did lose to Virginia Union last year. I mean, last in 2019. So, you know, I'm not going to look past them. And we we definitely did not look past uh, Virginia Union. We knew what was coming. Yeah. 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 It's um, going to be an interesting year, man. We can go through the schedule real quick. So, like you said, we open up with Virginia Union. I mean, they've got a Hampton has to win that game. Unfortunately, Virginia Union, one of their players uh, died uh, on the practice field uh, for them. So hopefully the team can rally around that. And um, hopefully everyone, um, you know, is able to uh, grieve properly and deal with that. So that's going to be a big blow to their team and to the whole HBCU football universe in general. So I hope that's okay. Uh, But Hampton has to take care of business there. They cannot lose that game. Like, cannot. Cannot. I mean, folks might get locked out of their offices if yeah. Hampton loses that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> so that's September 4th, 6 p.m. Then they follow up. They're at Old Dominion. Um, they're rebuilding to ODU, but they, they've got a lot of talent. That transfer portal, man, they got picked up a lot of guys out of that transfer yeah. portal. So that, that won't be – that will not be easy, uh, Old Dominion. So then we – at uh, – well, it's neutral, but we're playing Howard at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. September 18th. That'll be an interesting game. Did you get tickets for that, man? I was going to, but I'm not I'm not going to do it. But did you, are I you did. making it? I did. I did. I didn't buy the suites because I don't want to be. Even though we're sitting, um, I didn't like you can move around in the suites and it's all all the food is inclusive. I just bought the seats. Um. I'm actually basically like right behind the bench. So, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. All right, so yeah, we got Howard. Then we got Norfolk State at home. That's going to be a big test uh, for Hampton. And then this is the game, man. This <laughs> Kennesaw State, October 9th. And that's homecoming, as I understand it. Mm. So that has – that can be like – that can be uh, – something to boost the program <laughs> or not, but that'll be, that could be a statement game for Hampton to, to pick up that W on homecoming. Uh, then they're at Charleston Southern. Then they have a at home, October 23rd. Then they are at Robert Morris, uh, October 30th. Then they've got Gardner Webb at home, November 6th, Campbell away on November 13th. And then North Alabama finishing up November 20th at home so interesting schedule there uh which we luckily we had we missed out on monmouth this year so we can avoid them but uh interesting schedule full of hbcus right we got four it's four hbcus one two this is the dream when we left the the conference right the oh yeah absolutely absolutely um 
I do think uh, I'm very excited to see what September 4th will look like. Hopefully, uh, we have learned our lesson from that debacle that we saw two years ago. And, you know, I just think, I honestly, I, I you know, we, we chalked that loss up to, you know, I, it's kind of, that's a Hampton thing, the way that we lost that game. Um, it's like, Nobody really took it seriously. I'm not talking about just the football team. You know, we did. You know, we took it seriously because we, we did. Knew we Joe, told them to watch yeah, out. We told them the to watch Exactly. We told, we told because we knew Joe Taylor is that part of that program, and he puts his imprints on those type of, you know, teams. That team that we saw was a Joe Taylor team. Yeah. That number nine running back, uh, what, uh, hey, Tobias Taylor. About Tobias, yeah. Tobias Taylor. <laughs> yep. First, I mean, First of all, he was a, um, I think he was a, a FBS player. He, he had aspirations to go FBS, but, you know, he just had, like, a lot of issues. And Joe Taylor and the head coach, you know, the way Joe Taylor did it, that's how he snagged guys like Kendall Langford, you know, Justin Durant and uh, Montrell Coley. These were guys that were huge, you know, FBS prospects, but probably either didn't have the grades or the size, and that ended up at Hampton. And he got that kid, and that kid – and, and, you know, I watched that game, I think, about two weeks ago. I saw it on YouTube. And he just, oh, Lord. It's just, I just, it was two, it was two touchdowns in that game where he, it was just total, you know, it was just a total mismatch. One was that swing, uh, that little wheel route he ran over, and he just totally, he just blew by our safety. Yeah. You know, that was just a bad play. And then I think the big touchdown was where everybody was expecting, you know, a, a first down run, and it ended up being like a play-action pass for a huge touchdown. And all of this was because of him. So, you know, it's just hopefully, you know, our team, you know, it's just, you know, is ready for this game, you know. And nobody wants to lose to uh, uh, uh uh, a CIAA team, you know, especially like Virginia Union. You know, I'm sorry, no offense to Virginia Union, but that's not yeah. supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen, you know. I mean, oh man, Lord have mercy. God bless that school. Anyway, <laughs> um, then yeah, Old Dominion. You know, I mean, we've all, we've played Old Dominion tight a few times, and I think the time, the best time, the the time that we almost got them was when David Legree was a quarterback. I think we only lost by three. Yep. And that was there. That was there. But, I mean, Old Dominion has already – they built their program, so that's going to be tough. That's just, you know, for – as for the home fans, you know, for, like, the Tidewater area. Howard, of course, is going to be – that's the game. That's the game for, you know, all the snob um, – the snobbish people. <laughs> All the people on that Ogden Circle group and, you know, on Facebook, you know, the wine and cheese eating folks, you know, so they could, you know, who don't pay attention to the program. They only complain when the program losing. And <laughs> but that's that game was for them. Yeah, um, you know, you know how many folks are going to be at that game asking if we still in the MIAC? Well, like, are we in the Big South now? We're in the Big South. Yep. <laughs> that, that's, that's the conference we're in now. Where are we leaving me at? People still ask me that. Oh, are you kidding me? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just like, it's like, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. You know, it's just like, uh, I mean, it's a bragging game. But, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like the older 
alums love this game more so than the young folks. Young folks, you know, and that's, of course, all ages and all sporting events. It's happening in the SEC, too. It's yeah. all about, you know, they don't care. You know, it's like kids today don't care about this stuff. Then the next game is what I'm very excited about, Norfolk State, you know, game. That, to me, that's the the old battle. Like, if you think about it, the Battle of the Bay, when we was there, like, the community came out to that game because yes. it meant something. And it was because both teams were actually competitive during those times. And, you know, it's like there was a real hatred between Hampton and Norfolk State. And it's not like I don't it, – it's like we've had some brushes, like – I don't think Hampton and Norfolk State should ever throw them joint parties again because you remember to do it on our campus. Oh man, people get shot, man. I mean, it was shooting. I mean, if it was oh, campus, there was there was oh, always a fight. Always, it was always a fight. Always. And it's just, it's just like, and it's like even though Joe Taylor had a bunch of roughnecks, you know, we had some roughnecks on the squad, but Norfolk State took them rough like. Joe Taylor had like like good roughnecks, whereas Norfolk State they had legit like 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 legit roughnecks, and I ain't gonna call them roughnecks, legit like street dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, it's like I remember what well, you know, it's probably what ninety eight, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine. You know, we had a little joint party, and we saw the Norfolk State bros, man. First of all, all um. You know, gold, gold, gold fronts everywhere. And I'm sitting here like I'm from Atlanta. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is exactly what I'm used to. And, you know, even though they lost that game, but them dudes look like they, you know, they, mm, that was when the, before the dreads were, I mean, locks were in style, you know, where everyone was doing it. But they look like a legit, <laughs> legit street. <laughs> But anyway, but I'm glad the Battle of the Bay is back. It's gonna, it's for it to be really successful. Both teams have to be competitive. Um, as far as homecoming, I'm on with Kennesaw State next. I honestly hope, and I'm saying this at the bottom of my heart, <laughs> that oh, we don't have homecoming. I mean, just let, just make. I mean, and I'm not trying to say I don't want, um, you know, the Delta virus variant to increase, but. Kennesaw State coming to Hampton oh, homecoming, Lord have mercy. This is not good. I mean, we couldn't get uh, UVA upstate. Are you kidding me? Lord have mercy. I mean. Yeah, look at the schedule, though. When would they do it? Because you got uh, of the home team, it's either A&T or Kennesaw State. Who would you rather play yeah, for homecoming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, A&T would, would have been homecoming. Nah, I wouldn't took you know Kennesaw State though. I mean, first of all, Kennesaw State, they beat us 55 to something, whatever last time. No, that's gonna kill homecoming. I mean, I'm not saying we're gonna lose, but they're a very good program. Uh Charleston Southern and uh, AT. I'm happy that we're playing them again. Thank you. That yep. will be good. Um, hopefully, if we're successful, then we'll be able to uh we'll be fine by then. Robert Morris, eh, well, it's in Moon Township, so that's up my way, so I could probably go to that one. Gartner Webb, we need to beat them. I mean, I mean, we have the dogs. I mean, hopefully, we got the dogs to beat them. And the other programs, eh, who, who cares? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, <laughs> once we get some information about the rosters and everything, then we can have some tighter predictions about, you know, the general team, but for now, we don't really have 
that information. So we'll we'll, we'll go through that. But we got Jada Kiss. <laughs> so that and we got some interesting transfers that transfers on the way in. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, yeah. I I love the transfers that we got. You know, yeah. um, the kid from uh, Penn State. You know, he's definitely going to help him on the uh, help him on the uh, on the offensive side. Uh, Butts, um, Butts, Butts Anderson, I think. And then we got uh, a really nice center that I like um, out of Western Illinois. I'm Western, Western um, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, he's yeah, good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good. good. Yeah. yeah. And he's got, he's gotten, I would say, pro level consideration too. So I think quietly, and, I, and this is what I like what uh, the coach is doing, is that, you know, it looks like they're bringing in really mature guys, especially at the offensive line position, because we did lose Wilson. You know, 77, and Lord, he was good. He was good. But if you think about, you know, some of the other guys they brought in, you know, they brought in some some guys. And, well, we don't know if they could play, but, you know, he's recruited heavily on both the offensive and defensive lines. So, you know, it seems to be a, a pretty smart strategy based upon what we've seen in the Big South. Yeah. Only thing is, and we'll learn some more, but this whole team revolves around the quarterback. Yeah, that, 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 we haven't heard much there. So I mean, we've heard. Okay, hold well, on, hold on. Well, yes, yes, yes. We've heard rumors, rumors, and innuendo. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say uh, that we are a hundred percent sure of what you know is what could happen. You know, we do know about who is on the roster. We know about those guys, yeah. But the one that we are particularly talking about, you know, we're going to do the University of Solid and not say a word, <laughs> right? <laughs> because if we say it, <laughs> so yeah, no. boy, so no, yes, uh, that's going to be if and when that is unveiled, boy. Yeah. So yeah, we we we're doing the University of Solid, so. Don't send me nothing in my in my inbox. And, and you know, you guys know who you are because I know you're gonna listen. Be like, who is it? Who is it? Nah, we just yeah, Google it. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, you see, see, you know, we gotta cut that part out. But, but yeah, they won't find it anyway. It's kind of hard. It's hard to find. But we, you know, we know though. We, yeah. We're just in the know. So yeah. Yep. So it'll be an interesting season. We'll 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 see. What's coming? Um, but uh, before the hopefully the opening season, we'll get the roster and we can go back through and talk about some depth charts and stuff. So on to AT real quick. So we won't go through their schedule, man. What's your general thoughts about AT? I could share mine. I think that AT is a fabulous program, enviable program. They're like what we used to be and what we're striving to be once again. Just solid program. They know how to win. They are confident as hell. Um, and that's what you need. Um, I think um, week in and week out is going to be an interesting adjustment for them in the Big South because the good teams are really good, really good. And everything that you have as a weakness will be exposed. Now, AT fans like to say they have no weaknesses. I, I love the AT confidence. I mean, I just have to say that. Like, y'all, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. AT can do no wrong. Like, if you say him, you talk to him to folk general, like, we don't take stuff too serious, right? It's like, yeah, yeah we good, yeah. we bad, whatever. I don't care. 
That's the, yeah. the general Hampton approach. If you say, and if you say, if you if you say something about central, I've been thinking about this. We kind of joked about this before. But if, if I like insult a central person, they may even agree with you, right? They were like, "Yeah, you know, we got some work to do." Hampton folks are like, "Yeah, whatever. We don't really care." If you say something, you the, the untowards to a ANT player, boy or fan, you're gonna hear it. Like you, they can do nothing wrong. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interested to see how they're going to adjust to that in the Big South. But I'm just telling you guys, it's a different, slightly, uh, it's an uptick in competition. And, you know, it's it's okay to, like, catch somebody, you know, while they're sleeping who's not prepared for you. But it's going to be another thing where people are game planning for you and know your tendencies. And I think that's where the adjustment is going to be uh, for a But you can do it. I hope you do it. But it's just going to be an adjustment to play Monmouth, Kennesaw State. Hell, even Charleston Southern. I mean, I, you know, they're solid. They're just solid. You're not going to mm-hmm. um, run into a really, really, truly awful, terrible team every week. Um, so you're just going to have to step your game up and plug all your holes um, to be to win the Big South, man. But I think they can do it. But it's going to be an adjustment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let me go ahead and say this about A&T. They are – I mean, that whole program – Just, I mean – not just the athletic program, excuse me, the university as a whole is a superstar. You know, it's booming. I just saw that they raised $98 million. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here just like, man, you know, it's just like, man, it didn't, you know, it's like this. We all kind of, we see that and we kind of look over at Hampton like, what y'all doing over here? You know, what are we doing? <laughs> like, you can't like, ugh. It's just like, you know, it's just like y'all still holding on to yesteryear. Look at what AT is doing. You know, they are a super program, a superpower, and it looks like that light is not diminishing anytime soon. The days of um, what's the name, Fobs as their coach, you know, yeah. is gone. <laughs> yeah. We ain't gonna see that program for a long time where they had Fobs and like, and then after that, um, uh, Lee, uh, he was who was our old defensive coordinator. <laughs> You know, I, you know, <laughs> you know, the days of all, that A&T is gone. We ain't going to see them no more. So, you know, so, yeah, they're very strong with their Aggie pride. But let me don't let it get it twisted. They did lose to Morgan last year and, and Ryan Stanley owns them. So, you know, let's not keep let's keep it a buck 50. You know, they lost to Morgan last year and Ryan Stanley Mr. Dude with the, you know, with the, <laughs> look, that dude, man, I mean, I'm big ups to that dude. He, he owned a and for, for those past two years. And they didn't even win the MEAC, so stop. You won it because of some sort of uh, sanction. So y'all didn't even win the MEAC, so stop it with, I mean, I get it. You know, you, you know, you guys are feeling yourself, but you didn't even win the goddamn MEAC. So, and, and so, and this is the wild part, though. You know, I was watching their press conference, you know, at uh, the Big South event, and what's the name? Jermaine Martin, uh, the yeah. running back. Mm-hmm. He, he, he dressed like he was a first-round pick, you know. <laughs> I was sitting there like, oh, okay. You know, Monmouth and, uh, and, and Kennesaw was like, all right, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, this ain't the MEAC, though. I mean, you ain't playing, you ain't gonna play no Delaware State. Well, yeah, you maybe Robert Morrison, though. But Mama for Kennesaw looking at him like, oh, okay, all right, flashy, you icy. Let's see how icy you gonna be on that field, you yeah. know. And you know, so 
my whole thing is, yeah, okay, you guys are looking a little bit overconfident for a team that did not win the MEAC. You did not win the MEAC. Yeah, you won it by, by um, uh, I would say, circumstance, but yeah, and you blew out, per, uh, what was it, uh, Alcorn. You know, I mean, eh, fam, you would have did the same thing too. So anyway, though, this is all I'm going to say. It's like, we going to see. We going to see. I mean, you probably going to beat us, honestly. You know, I mean, we're still trying to figure out who we are. I mean, we probably could beat them, but we just don't know what kind of program we got. Right. But I, we'll just see. We'll see. You know, y'all, y'all was a little, y'all came in there like, you know, like, mm, yeah, we, we go, we, we go on this conference, but you didn't win your previous conference that you left. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the thing about the, at the top, I mean, I think Mammoth, um, you know, their defense, you can do some things with their defense. With their offense, it's an FBS offense. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the best offense you've seen in a yeah. long time. And I know yeah. um, A&T, they beat East Carolina. They beat UNLV. They beat Alabama. What's that? North, uh, North, one of those Alabama, Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're good. Quality. But yeah, this, is <laughs> this is different. This is this a is a different. Yeah, this is different. Yeah. I mean, we we've seen them, and we just we're totally we're totally unbiased here. And Kennesaw State, yeah. it's a nasty team. I mean, they, yeah, they nasty. Exactly. They come with that nasty option that you're not gonna see, and it's gonna Hard. punch you in the face for sixty minutes. Like and everybody over and is over. big. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody's bigger. They quarterback looks almost average. Look like he was like two forty. <laughs> you know, they so, got. Running backs are big, tight ends, 6'7", 265, 250, 280. You're just like, ah, Lord, they're just big. So Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Well, well, one thing that does help, maybe hurt, I don't know how you think about this, but Kenneth uh, Monmouth does play uh, um, A&T for G-Ho. Yeah, you know what? I saw that. I saw the interview on HBCU Game Day where the coach was like, we had to kind of figure out what a G-Ho is. And, <laughs> right. and, and I had some of my staff, you know, look up G-Ho or G-H-O-E. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But you know what, though, man? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, if Auntie actually has homecoming, because there's a lot of folks that at that homecoming. You oh, know, man. That, yeah. That, mama's mama's folks, they, they will never see anything like that. Yeah, they won't. So it's going to take a second to like adjust to that. Yeah, that is a spectacle. Yeah, and with COVID, you know, you know, that's a super super spreader event. So yeah, they're probably going to have to figure out a way, you know, because Geo is packed, man. You know, and I honestly, I'm putting Geo up there with the AU Center homecoming, you know, and I'm not going to call Howard homecoming. That's just nothing but a uh, just a concert, really. Yeah, I used to live over there. You know, it ain't really no homecoming home. I mean, it's a homecoming. Man, I know a lot of Howard folks who get out of town during homecoming week. So exactly. You know, it's like it's it's just to me, it's just a different feel. You know, to me, the AU Center and Jiho are still the two best. And you know, I'll put uh like a fan you and uh and whoever else is you know down there, but yeah, Jiho is I don't like the name Jiho, but I get it. But it, you know, it, it's it's a spectacle. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It'll be interesting. That could be a plus for A&T um, if they get their guys to focus. So uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll learn some more about them in the upcoming weeks. I will say, Jamey Martin, he is the wild card. I mean, he's a pro running back. Oh, so, yeah, ball. Yeah, he, he he gonna he can he can he will be an equalizer um, for them. So yeah, Jermaine, if, if you're listening, if you listen, we like you. You a baller. We love the swag. You all, we we saw how you came in there. You know, you definitely you a legit NFL dude. You know, you got that doggy. But yep. we gonna see. Yeah, you know you. You you selling wolf tickets at the uh at the uh, at the uh Big South mean we, we gonna see well let's you know. see I mean let's see what he does you know with yeah. those Kennesaw State linebackers I mean you know that that's I mean, <laughs> I mean you know it's just this yeah man you ain't going up against no uh five eleven you know two hundred and twenty two hundred thirty pound uh cinder block foot linebacker that you saw in the MEAC, you know. These boys can move, so yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, man, I mean that's it, half the night, man. Um, getting our feet back wet with the podcast. Anything? Any lasting thoughts, man? Um, nothing much. You know, I'm just I would love to see you know Hampton, you know, kind of give us a little, feed us a little bit more information. You know, honestly, it's like it's like nuclear quiet, so. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I've never, I've never seen this before. I, I'm assuming yeah. this is part of the plan, yeah. but uh, yeah. I have to say, in all, in all honesty, it's a little bit disappointing. The, the love information that because folks are asking me, I'm like, I don't know, I, I know nothing. Know, it's like, yeah, you know, everybody like, what's going on? I don't know. I mean, sure, we just know just a little bit, just from yeah. you know, folks who just you know, not even in the periphery, you know, so. You know, maybe it's like they well, I'm hoping that they have a good program and they just want to keep it, you know, from the outside. And just because if you think about it, Wavy 10 and WVEC have already done their rounds of all those universities, you know, within uh, the Tidewater area. They did uh, Norfolk, ODU, uh, uh, William & Mary and uh, Christopher Newport. So, you know, so. I'm sure they probably said no. They probably declined their visit. So it is what it is. So, yep. so I, I just wanted to see what happened September 4th. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. So if we get some more information, we'll be back before then. If not, we'll be back after then to discuss the Virginia Union game. So everybody be safe. Um, COVID is still a thing. And uh, go Pirates. <laughs>